you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Trevor Bauer is a Dodger. We will have a breakdown of kind of the day in, in Trevor Bauer timeline, the deal, what it means for luxury tax, what it means for the rotation, uh, you know, what it means if you're a conflicted Dodger fan. Um, you know, we can touch on that a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, the Dodgers have flexed their financial might and they have Trevor Bauer. So that's kind of crazy. The big question uh, that we'll, we'll cover before people get in here is uh, we have done exactly five episodes a week for the last uh, 98 weeks. So uh, this is our sixth episode this week. What are we going to do about that? Yeah, uh, I guess we'll just, I don't know, just a bonus episode. I'm sure there's going to be more to talk about on Monday, so I don't think we'll have to skip any episodes. Yeah. It might so just be like a bonus a bonus episode. If you got to catch it live, you got to catch it live. If not, then you'll get to listen to it when it pops up on your uh, iTunes feed or podcast feed. Yeah, absolutely. So this one is, uh, as they say, you know, extra innings, free baseball. This is a free podcast. Yeah, the only victim is uh, my OCD that wants every week to end on either a zero or a five episode number. Well, we can, you know, we can always adjust. This will be four ninety point two or yeah, part can, B. We can adjust. Yeah. But yeah, oh, we got. Uh, looks like we got some people in here. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them in. We'll address them as we are talking. Uh, but like I said, we're, we'll be here to talk about Trevor Bauer and a few things about it. Uh, if you aren't aware, I'm Vince Amperio. I am the creator of Ravine Fiends. That's Jeff Snyder. He is the man at Baseball Essential. Together we are locked on Dodgers. And we're here to talk about Trevor Bauer, who uh, is trying to – well, I guess there's no real news today, so he's not trying to upstage the Super Bowl, but he definitely took over this Friday, uh, Friday before the Super Bowl, but definitely took it over and uh, got, got people talking. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely how he wanted things to happen. He wanted people to be talking. Uh, I mentioned on this morning's episode that Bob Nightingale had reported yesterday uh, that Bauer was going to the Mets, and I said that could have been, you know, maybe he was, and uh, or maybe you know, I could see either side leaking that information, either the Mets side or Bauer's side, and if it was the Mets side leaking it, I could see Bauer just being petty and saying, uh, you know what, Mets, you leaked that information. I'm going to go to the Dodgers instead. Or it could have been Bauer's side that leaked it just to to create more uh, drama about it. That's definitely keeping in brand with him too. So uh, who knows what happened, and we, we might never know. Yeah, so let's just run through the timeline. Uh, the last few days it, it was that it was down to two teams, the Mets and the Dodgers, that the Mets had a little bit better deal in terms of overall deal. The Dodgers had a, a, a short-term front-loaded deal, which is what it turned out to be. Three years, $102 million, $85 million in, those first, in those first two years, which would leave $17 million for the last year with opt-outs after every year. Uh, Bob Nightingale, that tweeted that they had a deal with the Mets a few days ago. 
that apparently didn't was not true. Um, but yeah, like I said, not not sure which side was leaking things. It really seemed that Trevor Bauer wanted to be a Dodger, and that you know maybe the Mets were more of a leverage tactic and a, a not too shabby fallback plan. I mean, you add Bauer to the Mets rotation, and they probably have the best rotation in, in the National League and Major Leagues. So there's a lot of things going on. And then just today on Friday, we had uh, a link that was on Trevor Bauer social media that had LFGM, which is let's effing go Mets, usually the term, and then emails with photos of Mets gear, and then a giveaway for a signed Mets hat. And then he then he added a Dodgers giveaway for a signed Dodgers hat. So all in all, it's I don't know if he was trolling on purpose. It just happened, you know, back end developers, whatever it was. Uh, but it was a wild day where it seemed he was going to the Mets. Uh, and then he announced that he was going to the Dodgers. And now we're here talking about it. Yep, we are. And so uh, if you listeners have comments, feel free to put them whatever you're watching on. We will see them show up in our in our chat window. And uh I, I know there's going to be a lot of questions and uh, yeah. So I, I think probably the easiest way is just kind of cover. I mean, the very first comment we got is probably uh, at least one of the biggest parts to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a comment from D you know, don't understand why some fans are conflicted with the signing. The guy's an elite competitor. You know, I'm not sure anyone is, no one's really debating his on field merits too much. Uh, whether you believe he, deserves to be paid that much or if last season was a product of him pitching in the NLAL Central, which had some of the weaker teams. Uh, but he, he's been a, a good overall pitcher. And for the Dodgers becomes a luxury on some, te- some teams, he'd be an ace. He may be like a third ace, I guess, for the Dodgers in, in terms of pitching-wise. But the guy has had some issues online with harassment and – uh, putting out or, or tweeting out links to conspiracy theories and and things that politically aren't you know the best thing in terms of how you feel about politics. Uh, but for me, it, it comes down to and another question from Chris is how do you think you'll fit in with the team? You have to imagine that Andrew Friedman and them talked to Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts, you know the the main guys on the team and got some kind of acceptance for, okay, we, we wouldn't mind having this guy on the team. Obviously, he helps the team on the field, off the field a lot where a lot of the conf- conflicts come from. But for me, if, you know, assuming Friedman's going to have a presser one of these days or, or today, uh, that w- might be a question that's asked of him is, was the team addressed? And if the main guys of the team were addressed and they said it was fine, then, you know, there's no real place for us to say that, you know, we don't want Trevor Bauer. Yeah, like you said, at some point there will be a press conference about this where Bauer will uh, presumably answer questions and Andrew Friedman will answer questions. Uh, It it is kind of funny, you know, it it was just a year ago that we were talking about the Dodgers trading for Mookie Betts and the the sense of elation is not quite the same, uh, partly because, you know, despite the fact that Trevor Bauer is now the highest paid player in baseball, he's not the best player in baseball. He's not the best pitcher in baseball. He's, he might be a top 10 pitcher. I don't know. It, we we don't know how real last year was between the shortened season, between his weak division, all that. So, uh, but in the end, it doesn't matter a ton. Uh, you know, we, we're not paying him and the Dodgers have never in, in under this ownership group, they've never actually let, finances keep them from doing something they they should do 
they've often made baseball decisions about length of contract. Uh, but this one is fitting right in there. This is basically a two-year, $85 million deal that only counts as $34 million per year against the luxury tax. Because uh, Bauer, he's going to opt out. Unless he's terrible, he's going to opt out. And if he's terrible, they're only paying him $17 million that last year. And, and they can release him if he's, if he's bad. Either way, it's $34 million against the, the luxury tax, uh, which is kind of the important number here. And, you know, since it's not our money and, and it's not going to keep them from doing what they need to do, obviously there are questions. Uh, but, you know, financially and baseball reasons, yeah. I mean, the best pitcher available and the Dodgers felt like it would be an upgrade to their team. And as we've talked about a lot, Vince, it's hard to upgrade a team that last year looked like one of the best teams in baseball history. Uh, but yeah, adding Trevor Bauer to your rotation, regardless of who he replaces, whether this means, you know, we can get more into this, you know, if this means they explore a trade for David Price, if they, you know, uh, one of the younger guys gets bumped to the bullpen or two two guys, I guess, because, you know, unless they're doing a six-man rotation, they're at seven starters right now at this moment. And so uh, there's a lot of baseball questions about it without even getting to the to the off-field stuff, but obviously the off-field stuff is kind of dominating the conversation right now. Yeah, and, and like I mentioned on my Twitter is that the, this, this off-field stuff is happening on Twitter because that's where he's had his issues. The general fan that's not on Twitter is probably excited, and that's where some of that elation that you mentioned earlier is probably happening. A lot of these people are saying, hey, we just got the, the – the National League Cy Young winner added to the rotation that just won a World Series, and that's already considered one of the best rotations in baseball. And now we added this to it. And I, I see a lot of comments about the Padres, and, and we have uh, our, our buddy Javi Reyes from uh, Lockdown Padres says, "Jeff, you're no longer a supervillain, but instead the supervillain of all supervillains." And it's it's the Padres had the best rotation maybe in baseball for what a few weeks, and now the Dodgers retake that that throne. And have guys that have won Cy Youngs, what three different guys that won Cy Youngs, and Walker Buehler, who's one of the best postseason pitchers we've seen in the last you know, ten years or so. So, yeah, on the field, the Dodgers got better today. And in terms of money, which we can get into now, uh, you mentioned the luxury tax, and, and I don't think we've seen or we have one question with luxury tax about Turner. We'll get into Turner right now, but you know, luxury tax. Obviously, they were probably going to go over it this year, anyways. Once they signed Turner. They were going to go over it, or or if they signed anyone else, they were only about five million away. We saw a thing about maybe trading trading David Price in order to get away from that, but you know that still might happen, but not for luxury tax purposes. And the other thing is, we don't know what's going to be in the next CBA. We don't know if there's going to be luxury tax. We don't know if they're going to raise that. We, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So the Dodgers went for it, and we've seen them make these type of. of offers before they offered Bryce Harper a crazy deal where he was going to make like 40 mil a year or whatever it was. And there was finally a guy that took it. And and that's why we're sitting here now. Yeah. And, and in the end, probably the reason Bauer took it is because it was the same basic offer he was getting for the Mets. Everything we we're hearing about the Mets offer yesterday was something like this three years with opt outs and, you know, loaded in the first two years. Uh, so it seems like he had the same two offers roughly from the Dodgers and Mets. Dodgers might offer him a little bit more money. Uh, but in the end, he's a Southern California guy. He went to UCLA. Uh, the Dodgers are a better team than the Mets. Obviously, the Mets are hoping to be good in 2021. Uh, Dodgers already already are good. And so it made sense from, from his standpoint to, to pick the Dodgers. As for Justin Turner, uh, like Brandon Holmes asked, now that they've blown past the luxury tax, so do they sign Turner next? 
Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is your first year going over the luxury tax, uh, it, it really doesn't matter how much you go over by. There's no reason for them not to just blow past it now, um, especially if they can get Turner on, you know, a, a two-year deal, which is what they've wanted all along. Uh, that's basically that guarantees that they will be over the luxury tax for the next two years. Um, but then, you know, or definitely this year and probably next year, but then they can reset or like you said, if the CBA changes. So um, there's definitely no financial reason not to go ahead and sign Justin Turner. Uh, again, it's going to come down to baseball reasons and length of contract. And I remain hopeful that Justin Turner will want to return to the Dodgers uh, and not, uh, and that will outweigh, I, I doubt Turner's getting a four-year offer from anybody and hopefully he'd rather take a two-year deal from the Dodgers than a three-year deal from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I put out on on social media that maybe Friedman knew that Trevor Bauer wouldn't be loved by these fans on Twitter, so he's saving the he's saving the Justin Turner deal to add, to sprinkle that in uh, in order to make everyone happy again. But we do have one question that's a quick answer from LA sports fan: How will he win back fans who aren't really too happy with him? There's some fans that are never going to like him. They're never going to root for him specifically. They'll root for the Dodgers still. Uh, but for the other fans that are maybe on the fence, he's going to go out and pitch and pitch well. And that's really, you know, winning kind of solves everything. If he's a little bit quieter on social media in terms of some of the issues that he's had before and he pitches well, then I don't really see there being any issues with his time in L.A. Yeah, the, the bottom line is there are some people who will never be Trevor Bauer fans. Uh, there might even be some people who stop being Dodger fans because they signed Trevor Bauer. Uh, he might be that extreme for, for some people. Um, and, and those people, there's nothing he's going to do on the field or even off the field. He could, he could become mother Teresa and you know, there he's got a lot of baggage. And so, uh, some people aren't ever going to like him or root for him. Uh, but you know, the Dodgers signed him to, to throw baseballs. And so if he goes out, uh, throws baseballs real good, then uh, I think most of the fans will either embrace him or at least uh, root for the Dodgers on days he's pitching. You know, uh, he, he, it's obviously a different situation, but uh, a year or two ago, we were thinking about the possibility of maybe Madison Bumgarner as a Dodger. And, you know, we we all said, well, that would be awful, but you, if he's wearing the Dodgers across his chest, I'm going to root for him on the days he's pitching. And that that's basically how I feel about Bauer, um, regardless of personal issues or, you know, how outspoken and obnoxious he is. Uh, you know, when, when he is the starting pitcher and wearing a Dodgers jersey, I'm going to be rooting for him to do well. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting some good people that may be coming in late later, uh, but just real quick, wrapping up, how do we think about his personality fits? We There's conflicting reports on guys that like him and don't like him in turn, but no, no one's ever straight up said anything. I know Walker Buehler was in an interview not too recently and said that, you know, he hopes to see Trevor in, in some blue. So we know that at least Buehler wants him. And like we said earlier in the show, if, they consulted some of the team leaders and they were okay with it. Then we're okay with it. Uh, do we think it fast tracks JT signing? I don't know if it fast tracks it, but now that they're way over the luxury tax, there's no reason not to sign Justin Turner. So uh, you would imagine that's going to happen. So the other one is you know, we'll get into the rotation and David Price is a name that we saw 
the other day in a Rosenthal article, and now he is kind of being named again as just kind of an odd man out, you would imagine. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone looking for pitching right now, especially with pitching that's you know 16 million. Uh, even if the Red Sox are paying half, the Dodgers are paying the other half. But yeah, Jeff, do you see anything like right away where David Price fits, where the Dodgers could, you know, maybe I don't know what they would want in exchange for him. Yeah, for me, if they trade Price, it's mostly going to be to clear a roster spot. Um, I, I don't know that Price is such an unknown. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a really, really good season in 2021. But um, you know, after opting out last year, being ineffective before that and injured, uh, you know, it's been a while since David Price has been a factor. And uh, so I don't know that they're going to get much of anything for him um, other than salary relief and, uh, and roster relief. Uh, right now their 40 man roster is full. Uh, their rotation is more than full. And so obviously trading David Price would uh, alleviate both of those things. Uh, but if you're going for trade value, uh, you know, trading Tony Gonsolin might have more trade value and have the same uh, roster relief and rotation relief effect. Um, but, you know, Gonsolin is, you know, for all the reasons that Dodger fans might rather have them trade David Price than Tony Gonsolin are all the same reasons that other teams might rather trade for Tony Gonsolin than for David Price. Uh, the reasons that we want Gonsolin on the Dodgers are the same reasons that other teams might want Gonsolin on their team. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, we have some other stuff coming in. We have one from Gavin, who you uh, gave you his pronunciation, right? Deluhash. Deluhash. He says, is Bauer really an elite pitcher? And this is probably a more complicated question. He's had dominant years where he's been elite in terms of counting stats and overall stats. He had a 2-2-1 ERA in 2018 and 27 starts with a 2-4-4 FIP. He had a 173 ERA last year in 11 starts with a 0.795 whip and a FIP of 288, which is a little bit higher. And there's a lot of talk, you know, Bauer's kind of been a little bit of a troll in terms of the, the sticky stuff and stuff like that and RPMs and everything. Fact of the matter is that he's a good pitcher and the Dodgers are paying him to be a good pitcher. Elite. Sure, he's an elite pitcher. There's not, you know, Cy Young's pretty hard. Maybe last year is the easiest way to fluke a Cy Young, but he's he's pitched well before. And with the Dodgers and analytics and his big, uh, you know, jumping out analytics, yeah, I, I think he's still an elite pitcher, regardless of what you think of last year. Yeah, elite is such a, a tricky word. Um, it, it almost became a meme word talking about Joe Flacco, I think. I don't follow the yeah. football. But, and Eli uh, Manning. And Eli Manning. Um, so everybody has a different definition of elite, uh, but the dude is a Cy Young winner, uh, like reigning Cy Young winner, and has shown improvement in previous years. He's been really, really good at a lot of times in his career. Uh, last year was the first time he ever put it together for a full season, but we have to say full season because who knows if he would have put it together for, for 33 starts the way he did for 12 or 13 or whatever. Uh, but all indications are that Trevor Bauer is really good at pitching. And so, uh, which is what the Dodgers were looking for on the field. Yeah. And if you just you know, head over to his baseball savant page for last year, percentile, you know, he, he, there's a lot of red on there, a lot of 90 plus percentiles. There's some that maybe, you know, fastball spins all the way at a hundred fastball velocity is a little bit lower, but there, there's hardly a time where 
pitchers come to the Dodgers and get worse. So you can only imagine that either Bauer's going to get better or stay the same, and that's exactly what they need. Um, yeah, let's see what else we got in here. We got a lot of good comments going on. Here's one that I, I've heard from fans of not the Dodgers, so I'm not sure if Ethan Redmond's a Dodger fan or not. MLB needs a salary cap, and then you know, obviously the Dodgers blew over the luxury tax. You know, baseball is one of the only major sports without a salary cap. I don't think they need a salary cap, but I think what they need is a salary floor because Trevor Bauer is going to make, I think, just as much or more than the entire Indians roster next season. And that's a more of an issue than a team spending 200 something. I mean, the Dodgers aren't even in 300 mil range. They're still in the 200 range, uh, depending what else they do. But you would imagine they're going to keep it under 300. So I don't think MLB needs a salary cap. I think they need a salary floor. The luxury tax was working as a soft salary cap, which is fine. You know, some teams like the Red Sox, if there was no luxury tax, but they have kept and signed Mookie Betts, who knows? But you would imagine that they would have been more likely to do so than not to do so. Yeah, the bottom line is salary caps. You look at the leagues that have salary caps. The NBA has a salary cap. Uh, did that stop the Warriors from building a dynasty? No. Did it, you know it? It's worse for fans of teams because you have uh, star players getting traded for money reasons instead of for basketball reasons. You know, uh, not Jake Westbrook. He was a basketball, a baseball player. Russell Westbrook has been traded like eighty-five times in the last three years, despite being a great player. You know, Kevin Durant. Who knows what team he's on these days? He's probably on the Seattle Supersonics. I don't know. Um, the the in the NFL they have a salary cap. The Patriots have won nineteen of the last fifteen Super Bowls. You know, it's uh, Major League Baseball has the best parity there is, despite not having uh, a salary cap. And so uh, the only the only justification for a salary cap is. Um, a team I don't like just spent too much money on a free agent. And that's not a good reason to do anything. Yeah. I mean, MLB, LeBron and Tom Brady have each reached the finals 10 times in their careers in about 18 to 20 years. That doesn't happen in, in major league baseball. And obviously it's a bigger team sport than baseball. Well, football is kind of a big team sport too, but yeah, I don't think a, a, the, like I said, a salary floor is more of a big deal to get teams to start spending. Yeah. And, and the problem there is no, uh, the, nobody's going to, the owners aren't going to accept a salary floor unless they get a salary cap. And I, I think there's ways to do it besides a salary floor that could accomplish the same things. There are ways that teams could incentivize winning or that, that baseball could incentivize winning. Um, you know, I've talked about some of those in the past, just tweaking the draft so that the, the team with the worst record doesn't get the first pick in the draft. So you have to have to actually try to win in order to get good draft picks uh, you know, that that would right there would encourage teams to try to win. And uh, right now, if you're only going to win 82 games, then you might as well tear down and only win 65 games. And that's not good for baseball. Um, but that uh, salary floor wouldn't fix that. You know, that there's nothing about the amount of money uh, that, that makes people spend it wisely. But if if teams were if their overarching goal every year was to win as many games as possible, uh, that would be good for baseball fans. Yeah. All right, let's pivot back to the Dodgers and the rotation. Now, assuming they keep price, there's seven starting pitchers that are legit that could be starting pitchers for any team. A couple guys in the minors that could probably pitch for some teams. Now, here's one I want to throw at you. I think as Andy McCullough at one point in an article or someone one point in an article mentioned that the Dodgers would be open or would want to 
put Julio Urias in the or as a closer or in the as a reliever full time. We saw how well he did in the postseason when he was coming out and, and finishing out games. Is this, you know, do you think this is something in mind where one of these young guys, whether it's May or Julio, with some of the more elite stuff, is pushed maybe, I don't know, full-time reliever, but at least a reliever for this season? You think they're going to try to run with six-man and, and fill in Gonsolin or May whenever they need to? Or, you know, what, assuming they keep everyone, what's what's kind of what we're going to do with this rotation? Yeah, that that's hard because uh, Julio – I even though he might be the most logical choice to, to fill that role as a, as a high leverage reliever. He's also, I mean, he's put in the time <laughs> bouncing between the rotation and the bullpen. Uh, I think this is the year that he deserves and needs to have a, a rotation spot. And so it makes more sense for one of the other guys uh, or both of them, if they do go a five man rotation and don't trade anybody um, you know, obviously Dustin May's stuff could play up really, really well as a, as a high leverage reliever. He, he throws a hundred as a starter. And so, you know, uh, I don't know that he's going to get much more velocity, but Dustin May could absolutely be a high leverage reliever, uh, for his long-term value. That's not ideal. And, and the problem is it's hard. Like almost everybody comes up as a reliever, pitches out of the bullpen a little bit, um, you know, Adam Wainwright closed out the World Series for the Cardinals in 2000, whatever it was, his his first year, uh, and then became their best starter eventually. Um, so a lot of guys do that, but at this point, Dustin May, this will be his his third season with the Dodgers. If you make him a high leverage reliever, he might never come back from that to being a starter. And obviously, there's value in a high leverage reliever, but uh, there's more value in a, a really good starter. And so I don't know that that's what's best for his development um, and his long-term value to the Dodgers. Uh, Tony Gonsolin doesn't quite have the same upside as, as may, may, um, but he also, I, I, I don't know. He doesn't bring as much, you know, so in a way you're more willing to shuffle him to the bullpen because you're not, there's not as much future value that you're damaging. Uh, but also he doesn't have the upside in the bullpen uh, to dominate quite the way that May or Julio could. Yeah, yeah. May's ceiling is, you know, could be a number one on a, a lot of teams, whereas Gonsolin's ceiling, probably number two would be his, his ceiling. Number one on a bad team would be pushing it. So I would imagine a lot of these questions are going to be fixed in the next couple of weeks, or maybe not. Maybe they're just going to, you know, go and see what happens and play it through. I agree with Julio deserving of, of having the full-time rotation role. I agree with, you know, May and Gonsolin, whatever – however they want to handle that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks to see what they do. And it, it's very possible that if things don't work out with Justin Turner, either Gonsolin or someone else could be used in a trade for a third baseman, either, you know, Eugenio Suarez from the Reds or even Chris Bryant uh, with the Cubs, who, I, you know, I don't think would cost Gonsolin, but we just don't know right now. And as we've seen in past years, these things either work themselves out or the front office works it out for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just want to touch on this uh, last comment here from Frank. Um, he says, how good is this front office, fellas? Every time you think they've done it all, they go get even bigger. Um, and, you know, regardless of what you think about Trevor Bauer personally, this is a huge signing for the Dodgers. Uh, so this offseason, they've bolstered the bullpen. 
They've signed Trevor Bauer. They're going to re-sign Justin Turner, uh, maybe Marcelo Zuna, now that they're blowing past salary cap anyway, um, or the luxury tax. Last year, they traded for Mookie Betts. Year before that, they traded for Manny Machado. Year before that, they traded for you, Darvish. Not everything always works out. Uh, obviously, the Darvish and Machado trades didn't lead to World Series titles, but uh, they don't get to the World Series in 2018 without Manny Machado. Uh, and Darvish, you know, a lot to say about you, Darvish. Um, but you know, this, this front office has gone for it without sacrificing long-term viability. They still have a really good, very deep farm system. Uh, they can still address holes through trades if they need to from that farm system. And so, yeah, I mean, Andrew Friedman, as far as I'm concerned, is the best general manager in baseball. And I don't know that there's a close second. Yeah. The fact that I've had a lot of texts or tweets to me from fans of teams, not the Dodgers, very angry, you know, just shows it goes to show how, how good this front office is and how jealous other, other fans of other teams are of the Dodgers right now. Yeah. All right. Um, unless you guys have any last term question, I think we touched on everything we need to touch about. There'll probably be some more stuff happening over the weekend, or at least a little, maybe we'll get some Justin Turner news or whatever else. We'll be back on Monday, but Jeff, you got any parting shots? Uh, I just got a, a DM from the people over at FOCO uh, telling me they are already working on a Trevor Bauer Dodgers bobblehead. So keep your eye out for that. Um, and, you know, we touched on it at the beginning and I don't want to minimize. I understand why a lot of people don't like the idea of Trevor Bauer as a Dodger. Um, and for me, the difference boils down to he talks more. Um, I assume that Trevor Bauer's personality and politics and whatever you want to call it aren't a ton different than a lot of baseball players. He just is more willing to say them out loud. And, uh, I, I get why that rubs people the wrong way, but, uh, like, like I said, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to root for the Dodgers and whichever pitcher is on the mound wearing Dodgers across his chest, I'm going to root for him to do well. And some of those people like Clayton Kershaw, I'm going to, uh, try to talk my wife into having another kid so I can name him, name it after him. Uh, and others, I, I won't be quite as what's the word exuberant about, but, uh, if it says Dodgers across the chest, I'm still going to be rooting for it. And I am hopeful, cautiously, cautiously optimistic that, uh, the, the quality in guys like Clayton Kershaw and Justin Turner and, and those guys will, rub off on Trevor Bauer more than vice versa. And I'd still probably rather have Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Jack Bauer would solve some other problems for the Dodgers, maybe not on the mound, but yeah, like I said, it, it's feel how you want to feel about it. We're not going to tell you how to feel about it. You shouldn't let others tell you how you want to feel about it. At the end of the day, the Dodgers got better on the field today. And like I said, JT, yeah, hopefully we get JT back and, and get that locker room and, there's never been anyone that's straight out said they don't like Trevor Bauer as a teammate. There's been reports, but there's also been reports that people like him as a teammate. So we're just going to have to sit back and wait and see what happens. Yeah. I, I think that uh, he's a popular teammate and uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to destroy the locker room. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be just fine. And the Dodgers are a better team than they were yesterday. And that's hard to say with a team like the Dodgers. So uh, go Dodgers, go Andrew Friedman. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, we'll see you guys back on Monday. If you're watching this live, thanks for joining us. We had, uh, I think this was our best live ever so far. So 
uh, good for us for jumping on it. Yeah. And if you are watching live, be sure to download and listen too, because you know, it's better for our numbers. Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. Thank you. I'm going to end this. Thanks guys and gals. D I say D O D O D G E R S. The team that's all hard. Oh, hard and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.